0: All right, come on put your hand together let's have some church in here. come on put your hand together i just wanna be right I just wanna be right I just wanna be
1: right I just wanna be right receive sing my song I just wanna be
2: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Linwoods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. This week, we're paying homage to the late Keith Wonderboy Johnson and airing re-airing an episode of the Linwoods Gospel Entertainment Show. Gospel Quartet star, father, entrepreneur, Keith Wonderboy Johnson passed away suddenly in his Atlanta home on September the 30th, 2022. A musical tribute celebrating the life and legacy of the 50 year old was held on October the 14th, followed by his celebration of life service on the next day in his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Now, I remember Keith for his warm smile, energy, love of the Lord, his gospel music and ministry, which was powerful, and the hits that spread his gospel around the world, like hide behind the mountain be right and let go and let god have his way and the 12 days of christmas so let's step back in time and take a listen Today, my guest is stellar, award-winning, and Grammy-nominated gospel recording artist, songwriter, and producer Keith Wonderboy Johnson. And he came <laughs> onto the national—he's laughing at me, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Keith came onto the national gospel music scene in 1998 with the album *Through the Storm*, and he's been hitting us up ever since with hit music that is blessed, inspired, and uplifted our souls. And Keith has been performing with Keith Johnson and the Spiritual Voices. Well, I'm not going to say how many years, but anyway, they brought us hits like Be Right, Let Go, and Let God, Send a Revival, Keep Pushing, I Made It. And Keith has a new single out called Try Jesus. And he just won a stellar award for Believe in yourself he's one of the folks that's keeping the gospel quartet genre alive up front for Jesus and in our souls Keith welcome to the show Uh, how you doing Lynn (laughs) oh I am doing well you know Keith I have been interviewing you since the 90s that's gonna tell some folks how old we are but anyway since the
0: 90s oh wow very humbling humbling
2: Yes, sir. Because I think we first did them when I was doing that program. Uh, there was Inside Gospel, uh-huh. and then the Urban Network, and bunch of others.
0: Other. So patient with me. It's such a humbling beginning when I started with doing interviews with you. I didn't even know what syndicated radio was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you telling on yourself now? You was you were, what Did they say green, Keith?
0: Very green. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was almost like Shrek. I was a coveted green.
2: <laughs> oh, my, you are so funny. Anyway, how are you doing during this pandemic? How's your family and how, how have you been holding up?
0: Yes, uh, I've been holding up pretty, you know, love, just blessed to still be here. My family, my, I mean, my immediate family is doing well. Uh, I've, had, I've had some losses. I've had, had a very close cool first cousin. We lost her and a lot of family friends that my dad. Is, uh, was a pillar in the community. He owns a barbershop that a lot of the pastors in New York used to come to.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we lost, he lost a lot of friends, a lot of pastors. But, uh, you know, but yet oh. we still holding on and, and doing what we got to
2: do. Well, still holding on. Well, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. We've also had losses on this side with relatives and friends that we've lost to COVID-19 or the coronavirus. So our prayers are also going out to all the other families that have been affected by the new coronavirus, or aka COVID-19. Now, as we continue on with with this podcast, how has the, the pandemic affected, you said we're keeping on, we're doing what we're doing because we both are, but how has it affected what you do?
0: Well, you have to change. You do, so being in the industry we do know every three four years is a is a, a, a drastic change that might come along so now basically we just got to get adjusted to what we're calling the new norm you got to get you know for example for my career when i first when i first started it was the welcoming of like i just mentioned syndicated radio so the, the little bit of experience i had i was used to going to Georgia. I'm in Georgia, so I'm doing. I'm out the hey Georgia area, and <laughs> I was, you know they had to pull me to the top, Wait a minute, we're not. It's showing. It's it's going everywhere. It ain't going just Georgia. just
2: like it's okay. not just one market. It's a whole lot of markets.
0: Right, right. So that I had you had to deal with transitions from cassette to CD, and I'm really dating myself right now. <laughs> That's and,
1: and okay.
0: Yeah,
2: it is. It, it is, it's, And it's a whole lot going on. Keith, we talked off mic earlier about our fathers and and what they do. I know your father's got the barbershop. Uh, my father was retired and then he went back to work. But now he's dealing with prostate cancer in the middle of this pandemic. And child, he's been working and then going through radiation treatments for prostate cancer. And we couldn't get him to stop the work thing, so he's still, like, he'll go get his treatments in the morning. And then later, closer to lunchtime, he might go into his, his job, and he might do four or five hours and then come home.
0: Yeah, but listen, with the way these people are now, where things are now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: let let with it being, let him stay to his schedule, because it keeps him upbeat. Okay. The whole thing with them once they lose, I've seen it repeated. Once they get out of their rituals
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it breaks their spirit, time coming coming down.
1: Oh, okay.
0: My da- my dad's the same way. My dad, cause in New well in New York, but not probably everywhere. They don't make it seem as drastic as they used to. They just call it a simple procedure, right? You know when they put when they put uh, they give a person a stem or, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: make they make it seem more you know stem, so. My dad, I I dropped him off. I picked him up, but so he was in there for a day in New York. If they, you know, you are in there a day. Mm. My dad went to his his business, his barbershop. shop. Wow. After he got out to the hospital. Now I, I had to take him out. Like, no, you're not going to sit here. But so he yeah, went. He somebody. went
2: went to his went to his business afterwards.
0: Yes, he did.
2: Ooh, okay. I see. We got the same kind of daddies. All right. <laughs> So you uh you good? So that's right. You grew up in in Brooklyn, and but you, wasn't your dad involved in quartet music too? Uh,
0: my dad is the one who started me. Okay. I want and I people call me the the. Right now, they say a lot of them say I'm one of the one of the hardest workers in in uh, gospel, and I get it all from my dad.
2: Your dad influenced yeah. you in gospel and quartet music.
0: Yeah. Reason why I'm doing it, I am what you call a quartet baby. I was told I came out the, I came out the the womb singing. Can I get a witness? <laughs> That's funny, Keith. Can I, I get literally a... started singing in church. I was four years, four years old when I, when we started a little group with my cousins. And by the time I was four to five, I was already. Kind of a prodigy because I was the church drummer, okay. you know, at four or five years old. I, then my dad noticed that I could sing. So my dad had a quartet group that consists of him and my uncles. It was a family group. And he had already had a, a, my older cousin, he was like 12 years old, he was singing in the group at that time. So my dad just eventually added me on. To the group, and I was like five years old then, so kind of like, you know how like, Jack and Five, they slid Randy in there?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: that's okay. how my dad slid me in there, so then, we did that about a year and a half, then my cousin got older, and he left the group and started his own group, a young a young guy, it's like his age. Okay. And then that left it to me, and then I did my first recording when I was six years old,
2: It was a fun fact.
0: And they said, but we got to make him different, because at that time, it was a trend for a little boy to sing with a quartet group, and they would name him Little and whatever his first name is. So they wanted me to be different. Okay. So they came up with the nickname Little Wonder Boy. Oh,
2: okay. my good kindergarten oh my goodness wow so what was that like you know growing up singing quartet music as a child and also in new york and when we think of new york we don't necessarily think of gospel quartet music there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on urban and inspirational and all that other stuff but gospel quartet music in new york
0: what was that like Oh, a regular for me, because my parents, believe it or not, New York, New York City is one of the main cities for southern migration. Okay. My, both of my parents are from South Carolina, and during that era, that used to be their graduation gift—a one-way ticket any place they wanted to go. So, for a better life, the majority, percentage of the people when they graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. But both of my parents did.
2: part of the northern migration and we left the farms yeah. and we left the south and we went to areas where there was um the, the cities and to find better work a lot of us went to work in the factories and the plants and stuff there from the midwest they would leave like mississippi well, in the south right. there were mississippi alabama arkansas and tennessee and they would come to cities like kansas city uh st louis mm-hmm. chicago and going up the mississippi river so so to speak right. yeah
0: okay that, that was that was my story both of my parents was from the same city and they both moved to new york so that's how i had ba- basically the majority of my mother's side of the family and my father's side of the family all in new york and basically new york was filled up with a bunch of country people <laughs> <laughs> in my world that's what i thought
2: that's what you thought okay <laughs> yeah
0: so and so that's how it was very very big in, in New York.
2: So when did you know okay you grew up seeing uh, gospel quartet music and so I guess you all were doing a lot of churches and uh auditorium kinds of of things and those Baptist building kind of things. But when did you make the decision to say okay, you know what I think I want to do this as a career or, or were you trained in some other area and went to school and and then just uh decided I don't want to do that. I think I'm gonna do gospel. Or how did it come about?
0: Well, I had a full. My upbringing was very exciting, and you know, with my mother and my father being a type of person, they all they never boxed me in. So I had a few directions. Because like when I say I started as a project, I was like six years old, and after I recorded. Like who? My, who? Yeah. Tell me who. Uh Willie Neil Johnson, Clarence Fountain, Joe Lagarde, the Modiclaus of Joy, mm. the the William Brothers, the Swan the Dixon Hummingbird. I mean I got as a little boy. Okay. Sure. You know, he sold <laughs> everything but food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely was a, a New York hustler. But and then in that yeah. barbershop, where it was kind of like a community hub where people met up. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then, so I got used to that. So if it would be a big concert, say they would have like the battle of the bands and the group. If it's on a Saturday night, I can count on it. I, that's why I would always get up by that that noon. One or two of those bands was stopped by the barber shop.
1: Oh wow! So that, okay, I got
0: to personally talk to a lot of our legends when I was young. So you know that 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 put a
2: real impression on you guys
0: impression on me so then as i grew up i kind of by 12 and 13 following behind my father i got into bowling so at like 13 years old i was only maybe 10 pins off of being a professional so really it, it was just-
2: well keith you know i keith i you know i never would have thought of you as the professional bowler
0: yeah i had i had about a 180 average when i was 13
2: oh my goodness that so, is something Oh yeah, well. So,
0: so I was thinking about bowling, and then out of nowhere, cause it didn't, you know, teenage hit. So then I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not. I got out of bowling because none of the girls used to be at the bowling alley. <laughs> not too many. <laughs> mba but if you keep going what you're doing i know you're a professional at think
2: you know that's great and then you how did you end up getting that deal with uh, worldwide gospel
0: to different functions like the gmwa
2: mm. and and, the quartet, music workshop. And,
0: yeah. and then one day we had ran out of excuse me we ran out of money we didn't have any money and then the new york came out i knew the place i could go i had five dollars <laughs> where can i go to get a good meal and i went to across the over in cincinnati ohio i crossed over the bridge into kentucky and went to white cap
2: Wow! Okay,
0: you <laughs> went to White Castle. Okay, Keith, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where I met Carrie Douglas,
2: uh, the owner of the Worldwide Gospel.
0: The Worldwide Gospel. That's where we met
2: at the White and Castle. So we,
0: at the White Castle, and then we got to talking, and I asked and the few people I knew. I asked about Round Mountain, and then we and him started talking, and then he was like, "Hey, I got a new label, man, but and I want to." I mean, and I said, well, I'm an artist. You think, seem like you need a label. And by that time, though, Lynn, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I was pursuing my dream. I had went to every major label by that time and got rejected. Oh, my god! By goodness. every last one.
2: And then you got signed because you paid attention to a voice that told you to go to the White Council. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is a fabulous and awesome story, but it's a great testimony. The simplest I'm thing, serious. go to White Castle, meet Carrie Douglas, and then eventually get signed to his Houston-based label, Worldwide Gospel. Oh.
0: Yeah, because he was trying, you know, he was trying to make it, and he was new, making an imprint, and just like me, he had this funny-looking cover for a, a CD that he was promoting. Okay, I'm going to be honest, okay. it was ugly. <laughs> but i was sitting there talking with my god brother i said the one thing i do remember every last convention that we've been to this last year mm-hmm. i've seen that ugly cover and poster everywhere <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so this brother was working 1998, and we decided to go with the song, Hide Behind the Mountain, and the Lord just started
2: I remember that hide behind the mountain. Love that song because I've been listening to you for a long time, too, because I kind of I grew up in a traditional gospel market. And so my dad, who earlier off, mic interrupted our interview, Milton Woods, <laughs> he's a quartet music fan. My mother's a quartet music fan. They're from Tennessee, so they migrated up from Tennessee. Up up, in, up, to the Midwest. So, yeah, they love gospel quartet music, and they loved your song. Yeah. I think one of their favorites from you is Be Right.
0: Yeah, well, that was the third album. Okay. I, the third project I put
2: out. Now, let's talk about what you're doing now. Let's, we're all the way up to now. Do you have your own indie label now?
0: Yes, I do. It's called Timeless Music. And we started it in two sixteen, and I have released four projects on Thomas Music. Radio.
2: Okay, so tell me about your current project, and then how how you were able to run your own label now. Because there's a big difference from having somebody else handle all that versus you handling right. all that as indie as an yeah. artist and record label owner. Mm-hmm. So talk talk to me well, about I've that met experience, a young
0: man. And my traveling and two below named josh miles and i just i just thought he was just talented beyond so we started working together then we got some music and then i said okay i'm gonna do a project that's gonna feature as well as him myself and we came together and we said we're gonna do an inspirational project so what we
2: So yeah. that's a, that. That's what you were saying. That is your your latest release. Yeah. And didn't you just win something for that? Then we just talk about that. Yeah. You, okay.
0: We just won a Quartet of the Year at the Stellar Awards and uh, The Blessing. We're excited hey. about it because it's. Just-
2: become a reality if you hang on in there and have faith, right?
0: That's right. That's
2: right. Okay, Brother Keith, so tell us how can we find your music uh, on digital platforms, or do we just go out there because it's everywhere?
0: Oh well, that was called Thomas Music. Okay, and we was blessed to win it. We won our first seller. I mean, not my first seller, but that's, we won as Thomas Music record as we won a label. Our first
1: That's out
0: a, now. A and then, after the pandemic started, I released a single, which we're calling it My Pandemic Suggestion. That you <laughs> done got on your telephone telling people all your business and put your business on social media. Uh-huh. Then try direct. Now try the best. And the name of the song is called Try Jesus. <laughs> all right.
2: Then. Well, Try Jesus. All right then, Keith. So, before we go, talked about, off mic about the gospel quartet, that style of gospel music, it's not always given the most airplay on radio, and and there are a lot of folks that love it, but people might not know that they love it, Mm -hmm. and so what are you doing to continue this genre of music or to help further the genre of music? And then you, are, but you also told me that there are a lot of folks under the radar. I don't tell you, but they are influenced by gospel music. A lot of our mainstream artists, as well as gospel artists, that love gospel quartet music.
0: Yeah, so that's one of my main. I try to bring it to the my best ability to mainstream and mix the sounds and everything because a lot of people, like I said, started with. Quartet, because back in the day when I first came onto it, not only were they the Mighty Clouds of Joy the number one quartet group, but they were the number one gospel artist. You know, they were on Soul Train and Dick Clark's show. And, That's true. They were doing all these big things, and you had a lot of people influenced. But so I'm just saying, like the young man uh, re released his song, he recorded it. Uh, Casey Haley from or, you know Jodeci and Casey and JoJo. He was a, a child prodigy as well. When I was little, he a yeah. couple of years older than me, and he was known as Little Cedric and the Haley Singers. And then you have producers such as Warren Campbell. He he created a group of just him and a bunch of other producers and successful musicians. They called themselves the Soul Seekers. Right, and right. I remember. People know him as Joe as a big star, but Joe is from Alabama. Okay. The R and B star. Joe. Joe and I uh-huh. remember Joe coming to a concert and when I met him, he was sitting there with me and I introduced him to Joe Lagon and he started crying. Really? That's how much Joe Lagon had influenced him. And you have a lot of people who I met from Faith Evans and Jaheen, uh the young men that was on the movie, Riff. They, the movie Lean On Me, the mm-hmm. bathroom scene where the boys were singing. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a, they were a quartet group in their teenage days. <laughs> oh, wow. That's why, that's why the harmony was so, like I said, my my god brother Spanky Williams, he was, he come from quartet, but they were signed, they were R&B group signed to, especially during that movement like Teddy Riley with Blackstreet and got mm-hmm. most of all of them have quartet background.
2: Quartet background, and they're, they're rooted in it and grew up listening right. to it and love it, right. love it.
0: Okay. And then you even go to today's time, uh-huh. you know, you had Anthony, Anthony Hamilton, and then his, his background became a group. <laughs>
2: you know, that's a yeah. Okay.
0: Na- now they their own entity. They're their own group, and people that would be, they would be like, "Wow!" Then I come to find out as I went on, I I met like Charlie Wilson. Come to find out, Charlie Wilson used to sing with a quartet group in Oklahoma, and even found out that T.D. Jake used to sing with a quartet group. So, bishop, you know, the bishop. <laughs> Yeah. you know
2: but it it sure. is it is a, it is an art form or, or style of music within gospel that really is it hits at the core of African-Americans, especially those that came up from the South and moved North, and then we have, then you got the kids that grew up listening to that and a whole other generation of quartet music lovers, uh, even though they don't always tell you, but they are there. So, Keith, how can people find you? We know your music is on all digital platforms. You got that single Believe in Yourself. But how can people find you on social media? Yeah,
0: look me up on Instagram at Keith one of Johnson. Facebook is at Keith Wonderboy Johnson. Twitter is at Keith Wonderboy J, and even reach out to me. I'm I'm old school a little bit. You can <laughs> even email me at at keith wonderboy johnson at gmail.com.
2: All right then, I thank you so much, Keith, for uh, being my. Special guest today on the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast. And thank you so much, audience, for joining us today. Make sure that you subscribe by hitting the subscribe button right now so that you will never, ever, ever miss another episode of this uplifting podcast. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at L-I-N-W-O-O-D-S, that's at Lynn Woods, or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96. This has been Lynn Woods with the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we Talk to inspire. And our guest, Keith Wonderboy Johnson, is taking us home with Try Jesus today on the Linwoods Gospel Entertainment Podcast. God bless.
0: I'm talking about cancer.
2: In loving memory of Keith Wonderboy Johnson, 1972 to 2022, rest in peace.